Hey, what's going on? It's good to be back. Finally home. Um, had to rest up for a couple of days and and kind of, you know, get back in the groove. And it's good to be back. So figured I would put some stuff down and um, and see what you guys thought. Uh, but a couple of news coming up um, tomorrow evening. I'm going to go and I'm going to throw down a UFC preview. Um, kind of give you my thoughts. Uh, usually do it. About an hour after weigh-ins, uh, I like to see those. Um, it kind of really gives me the opportunity to see what kind of shape they're in. And uh, when they're sucking weight, a lot of times you can kind of really see um, past all the bullshit and everything else. So, uh, it's, you know, so we'll do that tomorrow. Uh, starting next week, I'm thinking about possibly doing two of these a day. Um, one of them will be the same format as this. And the other one will be uh, more like daily sports stuff. Uh, just basically, <clears throat> excuse me, going through the headlines, any updates that happen uh, later on in the day, and kind of just put it out there. Uh, maybe get some of the boys on there and um, undo that. That'd be pretty cool. Something different. Um, so, yeah, so, so that's kind of all I got. Um, really on a horizon right now uh planning on getting a mic um right now i'm using my headset so hopefully uh the quality is not too bad but uh yeah. so gonna get, hopefully get get uh get a quality mic sometime relatively soon so let's uh well first of all i hope everybody had a great fourth of july weekend um yeah because i don't think i recorded one since then so, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, everybody had a really, really good one. Um, you know, that's, that's the hope. Uh, hopefully there was some sort of a reflection. I know there was a spike in, uh, spike in, you know, shootings and such across some of the major cities, especially Chicago. Um, but realistically, when you look at the amount of police officers that have resigned and or retired, um, you know, with the fact that people were sick and tired of being locked up, as the majority of the Northeast has been. So, <clears throat> yeah, bad things are going to happen, unfortunately. Uh, hopefully they figure it out, you know. Um, but I think that they definitely have to do some shuffling around with the people that are sitting in their offices. Where they're at right now is, is not good. Not good at all. But other than that, I hope everybody had a great fourth. Um, man, a lot of fireworks. It was pretty crazy uh, throughout the week. So <clears throat> that was that's always interesting. Uh, you know, when you're like hanging out on a quiet, I don't know, first of July pop something off. Uh, yeah, that's, that, was, that was pretty funny. So, the real thing that I really want to talk about right now, realistically, um, well, it's a couple things, really. Uh, first of all, um, so the federal government is getting sued by uh, Canada. And uh, the reason why Canada is, uh, is suing us is because of the pipeline. Um, 
when the Keystone Pipeline was closed down, it didn't just affect the U.S. Um, it affected Canada as well, and again, tribes and so on and so forth. Um, so they are being sued for, um, I think, like twenty-one billion dollars, twenty-one or forty-one. Uh, I don't exactly remember. I'm going to look it up real quick. <clears throat> so, yes, so they are being sued. Uh, the federal government's being sued by them. And basically, by process of elimination of uh, the way things work in our economy, the individuals that are going to be required to make that payment will be uh, the American folks. So... Something, something fun to think about. Um, actually, something crazy and insane to think about if you really, really uh, give it a thought. This is, in my opinion, uh, now th again, this is my personal opinion. Um, this is about as, this is as unconstitutional as it gets. Um, and there's a reason for it. Executive orders are those orders that I, w I was always taught to believe that they were um, more or less for emergencies, conflict, natural disasters, et cetera, et cetera. Things that are more time sensitive um, that really can't go through the due process of you know, um, getting voted on, et cetera, et cetera. This was a decision that was made without any of your representatives having a say in it. Therefore, this was a decision that was 100% out of your hands as citizens of a democracy. To then flip over and tax you and, uh, and make you responsible for paying back that debt it's very, it's, we're, we're treading very, very, very thinly to, um, realistically, the conflict that started a revolutionary war. That is so incredibly irresponsible. Like I said, if the, if it was voted upon, and if it was passed, at that point, I feel it is what it is. Your representatives have voted upon it. That's what they chose that they wanted, you know, to do, um, so it kind of is what it is. I understand that, you know, a lot of things don't necessarily get accomplished, or if they do, there's a lot of other nonsense that is attached to it, understandably so. Um, those are things that I've talked about, you know, at almost at nauseum about the issues and the transparency that American citizens deserve in their government. Um, but to go and make that type of a decision when there's absolutely no reason, there was no time sensitivity reason why um, this bill had to be signed. Right? So this executive order, there, there's no reason. There was nothing. It wasn't a natural disaster. It wasn't going to cause a conflict. There was absolutely nothing. There was no reason other than um, I want this to pass without any objection 
There's no other reason why do it. So if even your representatives were not involved in that, in that decision, I don't believe that it should be your responsibility as the American people um, to be required to pay that bill. Because you, even in the limited representation that you have, didn't even have that opportunity. So even that right in a democracy that was taken away from you by overusing a resource, um, I don't think that you should be responsible to pay this back. But, that's not the rhetoric that is going to be pushed, obviously. You know, there's, <clears throat> this is just the beginning. Um, you know, a lot of these lawsuits, there's lawsuits being pressed against um, the federal government almost on a daily basis right now. <clears throat> and this battle between state and federal government, until we can go and stand up and speak up about our rights as taxpayers and how much say we have where the money goes, um, until that conversation happens, right? So this is, it's just gonna keep going. It's gonna keep building up. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, it's hit a really interesting point, I think. And this is just the tip of the iceberg with this particular lawsuit um, and the lawsuits that are coming down, and obviously somebody's going to have to pay um, to pay the bill. Now, the reason why I believe that there should be more transparency in the budget prior to the budget being approved, or not even just the budget, because realistically, um, that's just part of it. The budget, and then there's actually, you know, money that does get divvied out through executive orders and through um, different bills that are being pressed, so on and so forth. So total, really, transparency of where the budget should go. Um, that there really should be total transparency. Um, some may argue that there are. I just believe that a lot of times things different bills that are attached, different um, proposals, et cetera, et cetera, that are attached to a particular bill, a lot of times that information is not released to after fact. That, I really believe, is a major problem, especially when you look at our spending. And I'm pretty sure that if you were to look at our annual spending, the amount that we use on foreign po uh, policy most likely outweighs um, what we do here domestically, the amount of money that we spend domestically. And realistically, instead of fighting each other for pennies that neither one of us has, realistically, there's part of the solution of your problem. If your country is in this much of a disarray, your unemployment rates are as high as they are, 
Um, everybody's struggling, and you need more money in order to stimulate low-income neighborhoods, provide education. So that sounds like, I don't know, at least a 10-year plan, right? In order to build the infrastructure, in order to rebuild America as this party had promised they were going to do. Well, in order to do that, I believe that you should need to cut down your foreign policy uh, spending. Uh, the amount of money that we are spending in overseas uh, is absolutely ludicrous. I mean, realistically, I, I know it sounds terrible, but everybody's in a struggle, but maybe 25% of, of our budget right now, where we stand, where we are at as a country, um, is all that really should be spent on foreign issues. It may sound cold, it may sound cruel as we are, quote unquote, the defenders of America, but are we? We're, we're the representation of democracy, right? Well, let me tell you why we're not. Because there's a real, real big issue. During um, shit, when both parties were still running, um, there was certain Democrats who were, who were using um, talking. About saying things like domestic terrorism, domestic terrorism. Um, you know, and a lot of people kind of rolled their eyes and and that was that was maybe at most of, of, of what you got. Domestic terrorism is very, very real. The problem with domestic terrorism is that it's reached the one place that we hope that it would, which is our government. You don't believe me? Listen to some of the people that have seats speak about this country during and around the 4th of July. Now, what's interesting is, in the past, any type of shade that would be thrown towards any type of government uh, body, if you will, would most likely be a party, right? So if you're a Republican, you would go and you would, you know, hit on, uh, you know, Democrats and so on and so forth. But this is not what that was happening. This, this, this wasn't a knock on um, not even former President Trump. This wasn't a uh, knock on... Um, you know, uh, the political uh, Republican Party, this wasn't a knock on, you know, any organizations affiliated with that party or the GOP or anything of that. It, it was straight up hatred against the American establishment. America as the American flag, um, the 4th of July, the despicable hatred of America as a country spoken 
see, in the beginning, earlier in the week, when these guys were spewing all this nonsense, it was um, typically individuals, you know, on networks, uh, so-called journalists, uh, you know, these fools. That's who was saying all this crazy nonsense. But when politicians started to say that, that that's a real big issue. You were having somebody embedded into your government that is outwardly saying that they hate the government. Now, I understand that the reason why they're saying this is because they want clicks and they want, you know, uh, they want a trend, but I mean, realistically, you should be removed from office immediately upon um, saying anything like that. And I understand freedom of speech. However, you cannot go to public office in the U.S. government and then throw, uh, you know, throw hatred towards the country that you're supposed to be representing. Um, and once again, if you want to make a change, which I have no issue with promoting change, there needs to be change. I understand that. But how about promote that change? Um, don't just sit there and scream on top of your lungs just so somebody hears you um, that you're oppressed or whatever the case may be. How about you go ahead and you maybe, just maybe, come up with an idea. Something. Because right now there is no ideas out there. But nobody's doing that. So now you have individuals that are sitting in political seats that are outwardly, um, publicly hate against America. And people are okay with that for reasons unknown. You know, it's absolutely crazy. There was also a report about Nancy Pelosi's husband uh, striking it big um, on a stock. Um... I, I, I definitely find it very, very worrisome how nobody is really keeping a close eye on uh, people's involvement um, with different companies. Uh, this is, I'm not saying this is the case, obviously, uh, nobody really knows the ins and outs of what happened and nobody's going to look into it, so it doesn't really matter, but... Um, you know, I mean, at this point, it's insider trading 101 for the most part for these guys. It's, um, you know, that this, this is one of the biggest problems with that being the case is that, once again, uh, when decisions are being made, they're not being made for the American people, but instead for personal um, gain, whether it's, you know, financial or otherwise. Um, and that's the problem that we're really, really running into. The other problem that we're running into is lifting up, lifting all those sanctions, tariffs, et cetera, et cetera, except China and, uh, and Russia is beginning to kind of bite us in the ass. Both of them are getting really posture up. There's not much that we can do right now in order to well, really kind of do anything. We're just pulling people back from um, Afghanistan, um, 
uh, you're talking about a completely uh, different scenario um, that <clears throat> takes time gets takes time to get used to to prepare to train for so on and so forth you know it's um it's not easy but right now we're we're seeing like i said china's beginning to really really um posture up and i mean russia just i mean they're just going to do whatever the hell they're going to do <laughs> so uh it's interesting it's interesting times you know um there's weird things that we become cool with, that we become completely, that have become a norm. Um, one of which is like fact-checking your news. Uh, you know, there used to be a there used to be a point in time where journalists, if um, it came out that you know they didn't have a real source or couldn't. Um, you know, cite their information as being true, um, they lose their job. In some ways, depending on how big the report is, um, was, should I say, it could actually ruin their career because it was about integrity. You were the voice for the people. Again, um, you were kind of letting the people know what was going on behind the scenes. And now that the media has been bought out, there is nobody keeping, reg you know, nobody's regulating anyone. And it proved that everybody is up for sale. And the fact that we become good and numb with it <coughs> is ridiculous. You know, these... If you look at the last years the amount of damage that this new form of you know clickbait media has done to this country is absolutely ridiculous it's a sad time nobody can get the truth anymore um, and the government's not giving giving you anything see this is the funny thing is um you know, as somebody who is talking about freedoms and um, how we have been dated, we're taking steps back and we're actually dating our own government. We're allowing them to give us less and less information on a day-to-day basis um, to spend freely while we flip the bill lie to us or just not inform us whatsoever and this has become the norm and it's all being excelled or fueled if you will by the media the media has been bought out I mean it is what it is so they are fueling whatever rhetoric that the, that the government is trying to spread and this is why we come up with this craziness. I mean, if you really, really look at it, I mean, Bill Gates think math, thinks math is racist. You know what I mean? Like, what are we talking about here?
it's I, I think the other big issue is is we need to stop having rich people try to make decisions what's best for poor people um, there needs to be some sort of a better representation I'm not saying for these guys to go and uh, speak on you know Capitol Hill on a regular basis or anything like that I think that having better representation being the voice of those communities, I think is really, really important. I think having people like fucking uh, Bill Gates and shit and, you know, talk about um, oppression and, you know, all this nonsense, I think is just absolutely ridiculous when these guys are just so disconnected uh, from being regular human beings, honestly. And I know it's a dick thing to say, you know, regular human beings, but I mean, let's be realistic. Culturally, the way that they have been living over the course of you know, their lifetime, they have, they are completely different human beings than me and you. Um, so something to think about. These individuals should not be making your choices on how to put food on your table. Um, they just don't understand that struggle. They don't understand what it's like to even make 20 bucks an hour and not have an opportunity to put money aside in order to, you know, get yourself into a better situation because you're just barely putting clothes on the backs of your children and putting food on the table. I mean, let's keep it real. I mean, you know, inflation, gas prices have gone up 40%, and they're going to keep climbing. And the solution is to tax the oil companies more, which is just a public publicity act, guys. That's all that it is. Because guess who's going to flip that bill? It's going to be you at the pump again. And this is like a problem now. Think about that. This is a problem right now. We're in the month of July. So when it gets November, December time frame and the temperatures drop, what do you think is going to happen to your heating bill? You know, I mean crazy all these things are gonna be become a real real issue and they're already becoming a real real issue truth be told but they're becoming a they're just the um, the ripple effect that this is going to have which again to a certain degree it already has is going to be insane and then you want to go and you want to talk about adding uh, taxes on um, people because you want to go and you want to increase the amount of money you want to throw in basically a throwaway fund, which is the welfare program, because you are refusing to actually do anything with that program in order to rehabilitate people in any sort of way in the system. So instead, you are just giving money so now that's going to be a bill that is also going to be flipped by the american people lawsuit that is coming in from canada is going to be flipped by the american people not to mention the tax hikes on the absolutely absurd absurd uh, budget that is uh being proposed um yeah so have fun uh, it's going to be great trying to, um, you know, make ends meet because inflation is 
not going to stop. Even though taxes are going to skyrocket, inflation is still going to happen as well. So it's going to get rough. You know, it's going to get rough. The poor are about to get a whole hell of a lot poor. And the hungry are about to get a whole hell of a lot hungry. And that's just the truth of the matter of what is what is coming. Um, we allowed it to come to this, and we're still allowing it to come to this by silence. It's the most frustrating thing I think I've ever kind of seen, really. It sounds dumb in a way, I guess, but I really wish that people would say something. Not saying anything at all is just so disappointing, you know? Um, the other thing is our point of view needs to really open up because we're so short-sighted right now and we're only interested in the things that are surrounding us and how they impact us. We're not thinking about anything else but our opinions. Our opinions matter most. Um, which is the problem with cancel culture, you know, uh, which is why there's a big pushback, you know. If you don't like what the fuck you're hearing, turn the channel. It's just that easy. You don't have to listen to the things that I say. You don't have to be, quote-unquote, insulted by the things that I say. You could turn the channel. That's being responsible. That's being an adult. That's realizing that there's people with different views that find things... Uh, interesting that you may not, and you move on. But instead of that, you throw a hissy fit. You're so upset that this is not for you that you decide to cry about it until somebody feels bad for you because there's always some dumbass with some sort of a guilt, which is unrealistic, but it's something that they created in their mind because they want to be part of something, I suppose, and we see how that turns out. That's asinine. That's not freedom of speech. But yet, you're having people being censored online, and you're fine with that. The amount of things that you can say is being more or less taken away realistically by yourselves, if you think about it. And you're fine with that. You can't even disagree. Again, the purpose of the, of the, of the political parties was to create balance. It was a way to ensure that regardless which side you sat on, that one side would not overpower the other side. It was an idea that realistically, there's the right side, the wrong side, or yeah, whatever. And then, you know, the real story type of in the middle. So realistically, the idea of the government was probably more towards the middle, right? So this thing that balances us out 
they have created so much friction to turn us against each other on a political view. If now anybody disagrees with you, you begin to proceed with hate speech. And yeah, man, it is hate speech, though. Like, you know, people getting spat on, being fucking called Nazis, all this nonsense. It's just, first of all, your kids are seeing this shit. So they see this as acceptable fucking behavior, which is fucking retarded on your behalf. No offense. Wait, no, all offense. What the fuck am I saying no offense for? Um, you know, so you're acting like a fucking two-year-old, throwing a hissy fit, and now the thing that is going to ensure that the government doesn't fucking falter in one way or the other altogether, but kind of keep it balanced, kind of leave the power of choice in the hands of the people, they've caused you to cause a war against them. Fucking crazy. Dude, they cause you to one day walk outside, look at your neighbor, and call him a racist. For not for no reason. Nothing that they did, nothing that they said. But because they made you believe it, this person that you knew, you probably lived next to for fucking ten years, probably had barbecues together. You know what I'm saying? All that nonsense. You will walk out and you'll call them a racist. Because they made you believe that. Like, you gotta connect the dots. You know people. Like, people go out there and they fucking wear their Martin Luther King shirts and everything else, but everything that every one of these movements, on every, every single one of these movements, whether they have to do with sexual orientation, uh, affiliation, race, religion, instead of fucking being about who you are, you've created labels. And now you want to be labeled. So you no longer want to be judged by the person that you are. But instead, what sexual orientation, what race, um, or you know, uh, sexual affiliation you have, that's what you want to be labeled. The complete opposite of what each and every one of these movements is supposed to represent, which is inclusion. All of us, equal. We're going against everything that we are trying to promote. It makes no fucking sense. And that's what happens when you don't have leadership. But the media hasn't found the right leadership. And that's really what it is. Because anybody else who steps up and tries to speak any voice of reason, either they get completely fucking muted by the media altogether, or they get destroyed, picked apart. Um, you know, but there's no, no uniting voice. Not a one, nobody, for anybody. 
It's insane. And anybody who speaks up gets absolutely fucking destroyed. But now there's more and more voices. The question is, is what are what are their motives? Again, for me, I mean, in this current environment that we are in, am I swinging more Republican? Absolutely. Because it's swung so far over. Um, it's gotten to the point where, honestly, you really kind of need to choose a side in order to hopefully help correct yourself. But I'm not, like, so far over where I'm, like, you know, out of my fucking mind. And I think that the change is going to happen someplace in the middle of the castle. And I think that more and more people need to start kind of slowly making their way towards the middle. Where meeting, we can't keep meeting extremism with extremism because at that point there is no fucking right answer. The right answer has to be someplace towards the middle. That's the way this country was built. But we can't avoid issues because that's what we're doing right now. I know it's fucking hard to understand that because it's like, yo man, they're all over the fucking news. Well, look at how, <laughs> what they're saying. They ain't saying shit, man. There's no news. They're just repeating the same rhetoric over and over and over and over again. Um, so yeah, there used to be conversations, man. Uh, if you wanna fucking do anything, there has to be some sort of a conversation. Without a conversation, there's nothing. There's, that mean, what, what are you doing? You're just burning down fucking buildings and acting like an ass. Nobody pays attention to anything because you're not saying anything. No one hears anything. They just look at it as violence because that's what they see and they don't hear anything. So if you're wondering exactly why everything is falling on deaf ears, here you go. And unfortunately, you had a really, you have a really, really stupid fucking group that supports you called Black Lives Matter that are so fucking out of control that once again, having an opportunity to speak for you and maybe have some sort of a, a voice of reason, their extremism is absolutely, it, it's so counterproductive. Um, so right now, I know that they released some shit about uh, American flag being a symbol of racism, da 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 da, da. Basically, um, the way that I read it, again, this is the way I read it. I don't give a shit. Um, this is the way I saw it when I read it at the time that I read it. Basically promoting vandalism, you know, on anybody who uh, has posted an American flag, which I think is absolute fucking nonsense, you know. Um... It's, it's crazy. It's, it's mind-blowing, really, is what it really is. It's just how fucking down the fucking rabbit hole it's gotten. And that's not even touching upon the critical race theory that is trying to be pushed into our schools. Which is... When, the, when systemic racism became a thing, when it became the word that everybody was using for everything. And there really wasn't a definition for it whatsoever. 
but everybody was throwing it around. They were trying to put their own spin on it. Eventually, some understanding came as far as what systemic racism is. Systemic racism, when I hear it, is systematic racism. System, systematic, right? When I think of systematic racism, one of the one of the things that I, I personally honestly do think of is I would think back, or not even think back, but honestly, um, being taught culturally um, to be a racist towards somebody else. And doing it on a, not just in your home, doing it on a larger scale. So that's why maybe something that what you think of. It's just, when I hear the words, that's kind of what I pictured, and when people kept talking about it, that's why I was so dismissive about it, um, and still am dismissive about it, because it means something completely different to me. To me, what it creates, what it is, is a uh, cultural creation of, of racism. I mean, you know, it's the same as, uh, you know, being indoctrinated into um, the Nazi culture when you were, um, you know, coming up during, during the party, you know, era. It's really not that different if you really think about it, because the principles are being spread um, that separate you as an individual uh, based upon a certain criteria. Um, and one of those criteria actually was uh, a race. So, with, with that in mind, you have to look at the fact that we want to bring this into the schools of our children. We're talking about race... Um, you're talking about a, a fight, a racial war being created from s schools. You're pushing education on homosexuality and transgender at a very young age as well. You're trying to change historical events because you believe that somehow that is going to stop history from repeating itself, even though even the biggest idiot will tell you that that is 100% the opposite effect. And now you want to teach what you consider critical race theory, which more or less is white privilege training for children as they're coming up. So you want to create a racial division straight off the get-go when children are just learning more or less to be social 
Um, other than that, biggest social interaction is obviously between family members. I mean, and then at a younger age, realistically, what kind of social interaction do you have? It's very, very limited. So once you really start to have comprehension and be able to hold a thought as well as a conversation, at that point, they are basically telling you, hey, there is a division between you and your buddy Johnny Smith because you're white and they're not. That's a real fucking problem. You know, and that's, that's putting racism in our schools. What do you think is going to happen? You create a mob mentality amongst young individuals. Do you think that that is going to create a better or worse culture inside of the schools? Do you think that race-based assaults or harassment charges are going to drop or increase? I mean, just using common sense. It's, I don't have to push anything onto anybody. It's something that I never really necessarily want to do. Sometimes when I'm talking and I get on a little rant, you know, I might. But realistically, my biggest thing is the only thing I want is for you to ask yourself questions. Just ask yourself questions. Does this make sense? Forget the political party nonsense. Forget all that. It doesn't matter. Okay. Right now we're talking about our country. There are politicians that are in seats right now that are not talking about political parties. They are talking about our country. There are people that are fighting against parents that are trying to keep your kids from looking at somebody based on their race. Think about that. Think about everything that they're selling you and how much more division that it's causing. Also, think about this. And this is where the government has you by the balls. The government with these stimulus checks and these promises of more and more stimulus checks. There's nobody, the people that are getting the stimulus checks, there's no ways they can say no. They don't have that option. They don't have that opportunity. They are in a financial state that they're in and they need that stimulus check. The problem is is you're accruing debt for your children. And that's what we're starting to do. See, our budget has gotten, and our debt has gotten so fucking ridiculous because it is unchecked. That's why, again, budget transparency is something that I'm always going to push. Because a lot of these things, socially included, come down to money distribution. And keeping checks and balances on money distribution is not only important because it allocates the money in where it needs to be at and ensures that we're not blowing extra money that we do not have, but also it, uh, man, all the money, sorry, I, had, I just had a brain fart, um, 
it will also it will also lower taxation. See, part of the problem is is that a lot of times when we're having discussions about a lot of these programs being built into these cities in order to um, really grow these grow these areas um, to the place where they need to be instead of what is being what is happening essentially right now is those areas are being um, are, are about to expand substantially and the poor are going to fight the poor because the middle class is about to disappear. I hate to tell you that, but uh, with the taxation and everything else that is coming, middle class, I don't know that middle class can survive. Most of the middle class kind of has been falling off. Um, it's kind of the tail end of the middle class and upper middle class. I almost feel like those are going to become, become uh, uh, are, are definitely deteriorating further. So you're going to have poor against the poor, not fighting for anything, but they're a little box that was created by, um, artificially created by the media. And that's kind of, kind of where we're at right now. So critical race theory insane. think about that. That's, that's just, that's fucking gnarly. You know, I mean, and the uncontrolled budget spending, like I said, I mean, realistically, the biggest discussion that the two sides have when it comes to, once again, rebuilding these communities and giving them an opportunity to stand up on themselves and become something. Because realistically, when they were originally planned, they were planned. And uh, the, the plan was to keep the black community trapped in these communities. Now, at this point, it's much more of a mixed bag of people. However, um, we still need to change the rhetoric because that is the function of that community. The function of that community was created upon to keep people trapped in the community. Now, if you don't change the, the function of the community, you're going to continue down the same cycle. So you need, we need to change the function of these communities. In order to do that, that takes money. Uh, another thing that it takes, and I know this is an unpopular uh, view, but it's going to take police. And the reason why it's going to take police is because businesses, especially small businesses, small business owners are going to be scared to open businesses as our large businesses coming in in order to create jobs. Um, so police presence is going to be needed until everything kind of calms down. That's just the way that it is. But those are part of, you know, part of the whole thing. I mean, it, it, one, one does, you know, the other. You don't want to eliminate, you know, there's talks about, uh, there's talks about uh, eliminating, uh, I forgot who the hell was saying, eliminating the suburbs, you know, and it's, dude, the suburbs, oh, it was, uh, Obama, yeah. The problem isn't the suburbs, all right? The problem is that you're just pointing the finger at those guys. They're to blame, but you're not coming up with a solution. Again, the solution is going to be to put money back in these communities in order to give them an opportunity to grow. But 
in order to get people on board, you have to stop inflating and have a bloated budget. Because we, the country's going in debt, but the Americans are not, are beginning to not be able to afford to live day-to-day lives. You know? And realistically, that's becoming a real big issue. So you need to fix the problem without inflating the budget. So how do you do that? Well, you start taking things away. I understand that you went and you have allies and so on and so forth. Again, the whole world is suffering. But you need to make those cutbacks. Right now, more than anything else, if we're looking at the, at the biggest threat to the American people, it's right here within our shores. It's not overseas. It's right here. Everywhere you turn, there is division. Division is 100% the destruction of democracy. Democracy is not being used by the American people, which is why they feel that they need a change of government. They believe socialism is the answer, or Marxism, which has failed every single time as a solution, because it is, it is brought to you as the theory of Marx. Well, again, it's been tried time and time and time again, and it has never worked out. The reason why you're leaning towards that is because you want more say in day-to-day life. The government that you are governed under gives you that opportunity. But you have been taught to be ignorant to your rights in order to speak up, in order to make those changes. In a socialist nation... Most of the time, when you speak up against the government, historically, does not work out well for you. So think before you speak. You want rights. You want to have a say. Those are your rights. As a U.S. citizen, you just have to step up and you have to be willing to fight and speak up for those rights. And stop trying to separate one from one another. Not everything has to be about what's wrong and what's right. Sometimes it just is. Look, the way that I see it, we've gotten to a point where it's, the system is so broken that it doesn't matter. We've thrown it so off kilter that we need to figure out a way to get it towards the middle. Once again, the middle should be more or less moral victory for both sides because both sides have a part in it. But in order for those things to happen, we need to put the right people in there and we need to ensure that we have, we protect our rights to make sure that those people are taking seats in office and that we still have a say. Right now, the no taxation without representation This whole thing with Canada, 
Us as American people, we had no say in this. None whatsoever. Neither did Canada, neither did anybody else. There was arrangements made that were pulled by an executive order for something that did not require an executive order. There's absolutely no reason that you can give me, not a single one, why that required an executive order. That was an abuse of power altogether. And now to force the American people to flip the bill is another, yet another abuse of power. You can say whatever you want about Biden or Trump or whatever the case may be. An overuse of executive orders is, an, is just that. It's an abuse of power. Because the reason why bills are voted upon, it's a way for checks and balances. It's something that they used to teach in school. I don't know if they do anymore. But our, our government was formed in such a way that it would balance itself out based on our branches, political parties, representatives, and everything so on and so forth. The system is balancing itself out. But we've taken all of that away. When a president goes and starts signing nothing but executive orders, it doesn't give you, the people, an opportunity, or us, the people, I apologize. I don't know why I've been saying that all day today, man, my bad. But anyway, it takes the power away from you. Your right to vote is this is why you have the right to vote. This is why you vote in your representatives is so that they can have a say on your behalf. And realistically, to, to absolutely, again, there was no emergency. Nobody, there was no natural disaster. Nobody was coming across the borders to attack me or anything like that. There was no reason. It wasn't that time sensitive. It was just a move that he did not want to be blocked. And that is an abuse of power. That is an abuse of power based off of the, what democracy is, the way that our government is set up, and the power of the president himself. Once again, no matter how you cut it, regardless of who you are a fan of, who you are not a fan of, the last thing you want is a dictator. That was a dictator move right there. And once again, the secondary dictator move would be to force his people to flip the bill on a decision that he made on his own. Something to think about. Um, I know I blabbed on all over the place. Like I said, um, got some things coming up. Um, if you're a fan, you might, you might like some of the other stuff. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, but it's something I just want to do uh, just to kind of, you know, stay fresh and... Uh, and have some sort of, a, I guess, contact with the outside world. Um, so I appreciate you listening in. Listen, everything that I said right here, like I said, don't take it as a fact. Don't, don't even look at it that way. Um, just ask yourself a question. Does it make sense? That's the most important thing you need to ask yourself. Um, start asking questions. It's not about being wrong or right. It's not even admitting that you were wrong. At this point, I think we're kind of past that. It'd be nice, but I think, I think we'll settle for just working together, all right? So anyway, keep your heads up. Keep fighting the good fight and catch you on the flip side.